0: Was known as a man, a man on a dragon, and that dragon had a rider, and that rider's name was Cowboy Ninja. Dream.
1: Episode 6 of You Better Believe It. This week we're talking about techno, techno Technotease and Edit and I? Yeah, Edit or Eat It. Eat It, maybe? By Alexa Gadget. It's a 2009 Serbian animated movie that's a rumination on the role of technology in society and big old titties. Nate Regolia, good lord,
2: what's happening in this movie? Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, how's it going? (laughs) Good, good. Happy, happy post-Thanksgiving. Yeah, same to you, man. I hope... Uh,
1: did you get to do anything fun? I did not. I've been working, like, almost non-stop for the past four days, so...
2: Oh, man. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Oh, uh,
1: I saw so- Creed 2. TJ and I saw Creed 2. Yeah, how was that? It was very good.
2: Yeah? Uh, surprisingly
1: good for a sequel not as good as the original but the original's like an actual masterpiece so
2: oh yeah yeah okay well cool I'll have to check that out man that's that's awesome yeah this uh this movie is <laughs> um yeah what what did you think of this movie initial well, impressions my initial impression
1: was that there were three people in a the room they said what kind of movie do you want to make and one guy said I want to make a neuromancer movie Another guy said, "I want to make a lemon popsicle esque Israeli sex farce." And the last guy was like, "I just want to make a straight up porno." And they're like, "Well,
2: let's just do all three of them at the same time." I think you're you're forgetting a fourth person who would whose entire personality was just all eight seasons of Friends on DVD.
1: Yeah, or um, no, no, no. It wouldn't even be Friends. It would be that asshole that only watches Coupling. Oh, it's oh like yeah, it's yeah. Friends, oh, but it's even British. better. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh man! What I mean, do I, you think? So, look, my my overall is I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun movie, um, super derivative, and uh, uh, almost nonsensical. But I think that you know the problem with this is it's uh, well one is is this an anime film? It's not really. It's just. A, it's an animated movie from Serbia, but it's not anime.
1: No, and you can blame Amazon for that because when we just put in free anime, this came up. So really, it's their fault, and I don't want to take any responsibility for anything.
2: Oh yeah, no, I think. I think everybody's content to blame Jeff Bezos uh, at any turn. Yeah, um, you know. What? Well, we should. Yeah. No shit. This movie gave me a,
1: um like, a Scanner Darkly vibes, not in levels of quality, but kind of in the animation in some points, but I'm sure we'll talk about the quality of the animation assets
0: Ugh, throughout the yeah. movie,
1: because it is <laughs> confounding.
2: It's like... <laughs> this... Oh, God. Okay, this movie is animated with every possible subgenre of animation. Like, every... every tool they had available they threw at it so there's hand-drawn stuff there are like cell backgrounds and there are uh computer generated things uh, it it kind of i mean i wrote down that it kind of looks like frisky dingo meets rotoscoping meets the gorillas like the band yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure and and it, it, it was, it was really, it was unsettling because it kind of made all of these things, it made the movie to me feel kind of cheap and it probably, it, maybe it was, maybe it was. it was cheap.
1: It cost less than a million dollars, I mean, um, would you also be surprised, Rags, to find out that this movie was made over the course of five years by like ten different people? Wow. Why? Don't know. I think it was kind of one of those like the room esque passion projects they only did on the weekend. So I think that might go a ways to explain the difference in animation. Like they're probably getting different quality uh, animation software as it went on, but like it doesn't match. Like the assets are totally different, like character wise between scenes, and like it seems like it kind of settles down in the last like mm, half an hour or so. But there are parts where just like the main character eat it looks completely different from, you know, one scene to the next. Like, in some scenes she looks like... I don't know if you're familiar with this comic book at all. It's called The Pro by uh, Garth Ennis, Jimmy Palmiotti, and uh, uh, Amanda Connor drew it. Hmm, okay. And it's about, like, a super-powered hooker. It's not very good, but, like, I'll send you a picture, and the the character model for Edith looks almost exactly like this comic book character.
2: Sometimes. Yeah. Weird. Yeah I don't I I I am I am confounded by the idea that that this took that long to make and so many people were involved and it it's still okay look the 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 world in this in this movie i like I think they did some really cool stuff showing a near future uh it, beyond that it was kind of like yeah everything's recycled um yeah, this is, it's a movie blender.
1: It's like, we talk about it on the other show sometimes, it's like, it's every cyberpunk movie kind of smashed together, and, and this isn't the movie's fault specifically, but we watch, we both watch a subtitled version of this. I think it was our first movie where we actually both watch subtitles. Yeah. And, uh, some of the techno jargon goes so fast, it's like, it's hard to follow because like the, the you know, the... The subtitles, are one, are not very well translated, and two, are going, like, a million miles an hour. So it gets, like, to be kind of tough in the middle.
2: I started watching this movie uh, last weekend at 9 o'clock or something, and I was pretty stoned when I did. Oh, that, that was a terrible mistake on your part. I, I lasted about 15 minutes trying to just keep up with... The, the subtitles are constant, and they are as you said it's it's just blowing by i i you know it it was hard in a in a sober mindset to read this movie as quickly as was as it was happening and and what's interesting is it's okay so yeah it's basically Lucy or limitless slash neuromancer slash upgrade yeah and but it's all but it's all like the story is so trite. It it, it's a lot of the side characters are actually kind of funny, and and I laughed a lot at this. I think at least half of it intentionally, or half of it was intended, and half of it wasn't. Yeah, Um, you know, there's some great match
1: cuts in this that are really funny. Like they're like, oh, Edith's got great reflexes. They're talking about her off, you know, off camera, and there's it like smash cuts to her like smash like opening a soda and it blows up in her face. There's a couple things like that. (laughs) <laughs> or she kicks somebody and, like, it breaks their
2: neck, but it cuts to, like, a pencil tip breaking, which are actually right. really clever. There's great stuff like that. And, and, and actually some pretty solid weird jokes that I think are either the translation wasn't good or it's just, like, these are Serbian jokes. But some of, some of them were, were funny. Um, the other thing about this is this movie is the horniest movie that I have seen in my entire life. And I I include uh, pornography that I've watched. Yeah, like it's like
1: it, it borders on gross sometimes. Like it's I you know what I I'll be honest with you and uh I, we might talk about this later cuz the movie TJ wants us to watch and beyond with this. But like I have a hard time with cartoon fucking like it just like it grosses me out sometimes.
2: Uh, yeah, it's 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 weird and you know we we've we've had our own experience of this so far with with uh, Goku and and things like that, this this movie doesn't r- really have. Well, okay, this movie has cartoon fucking in the form of a uh, sort of parasitic machine uh, raping the me- The main character. I mean, that's that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, uh, her reaction to it's disturbing. Yeah, because because it's very much a. Uh, no, 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 no! Oh, great, yeah, but kind of, kind of transition. But she's also technically masturbating
1: subconsciously,
2: right? So, yeah, yeah. Nate, what is this movie about? This movie is about a a uh, by all accounts by all, uh, based on all of the other characters, this super attractive young woman named Edith, Edit or Edit, who uh, she's not doing well in her class that she's taking, uh, she's kind of like a burnout club drug kid, it's it's definitely like, uh, what, this was 2006? Uh, nine. 2009, so 2009 in Serbia appears to be roughly 1996 well, again, in the it, United it, States. It, they
1: started working on it in 2004, so yeah, I mean that tracks anyway, because I think they're like generally a few years behind. And Eastern Europe's got, like, a big club scene, I think, like, that's still, like, rave-type scene, but, yeah, it definitely, it feels older.
2: Yeah, so she's, like, she's this raver girl, um, she has a boyfriend, and the boyfriend's name is Bo, Bohan, or Bojan, um, who uh, keeps trying to force her to have sex with him, and failing. Um, she's also being sexually harassed by her professor, uh, and and because she refuses to cave into the professor's sort of sexual advances in the interest of getting a good grade, um, she uh, goes and gets an implant put in her arm that's supposed to make it possible for her to memorize everything that she needs to know for her test. Yeah, she gets the Johnny Mnemonic upgrade. Right, and then and then that particular thing just also happens to be a super secret uh, military science something or other uh, that creates a subconscious or a a conscious machine within her body that is slowly like forcing her to take a lot of iron pills and poison her that way but it also makes her like a a superhero badass who can break necks like pencils and uh, ride her hoverboard all over the place.
1: <laughs> I'll give the movie this. We've seen a lot of, like, there's an AI in a person, but I've never actually seen, like, a parallel mechanical entity, like, being grown inside of a person. I thought that was an interesting concept that they did nothing with.
2: No, it was, yeah, it was a really interesting idea, and unfortunately it's, it. Uh, you know, the plot hinges on how dire her situation is, that this thing is slowly killing her, Um. The consciousness of the machine is is a, kind of a friendly old man that looks pretty much like all the older men in in here. They've only got like three character models in in the movie, um, but he's like an old friendly older man named Eddie, just her name minus the T, I guess. And uh, uh, yeah, I I don't I don't really know. I mean, they they end up having the sexual relationship. There's a lot of weird shit that's ha- that happens in between involving the the hoverboard I mentioned um uh, yeah well and, don't
0: forget
1: and, Eddie's uh tangible form is based on someone that she played doctor with when she was four or five in a scene I could have done without
2: oh God <laughs> that's right that was that was horrible yeah uh that that should never have happened this this was a uh yeah. Yeah, this this movie is all really bad sex jokes, and then really bad allusions to sex, um, and and then people basically chasing each other around. Uh, there's a Ron Jeremy dildo reference in this movie. <laughs> I forgot uh. about
1: that. Like apropos of nothing. Like, and I don't know if this is in your notes or whatever, but this movie goes so fast at points. Like the last. You know, the third act goes by in about six minutes. Are like we're gonna do this, that, and the other thing, and it's that uh, conceit that like when they're describing the plan, it's like as they're doing it.
2: And yeah, they then, do they they do a nice a nice like heist plan montage that then we find out is actually them doing it at the same time and and failing pretty much right. Um, and then yeah, that that's it. <laughs> but somehow
1: succeeding off screen. To when the other two characters show up and then receive the doldo and the... What I assume is a bad translation of a blueprint tube. Because there's some kind of... There's some mention earlier when she's talking to her uh, animatronic animal pets. To pick up these loose posters she has so they don't get stepped on. But her boyfriend has borrowed her cardboard tube.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean... People own things in this reality that they wouldn't own in any reality, or at least not take ownership of, like a cardboard tube. (laughs) And the things that matter, like those fucking animatronic robot things, which, okay, the movie opens on her mourning the death of, I believe, an animatronic hedgehog.
1: Yeah, it took me a minute to put that together. Uh, You know, once we get to the, the bear and the rabbit, that's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, you're right.
2: And the bear and the rabbit really only function as background set dressing, with the exception of a brief scene where they discuss whether or not to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> but that's it. This and and, and I and and I'm going to tell you, I was really excited about this movie when I saw just the like the the you know the static shot that Amazon picks to show it. Yeah. Um, because it it it's got edit and. Her animatronic bear, who is like a, a cartoonishly round, uh, short brown bear, and then a rabbit. And the rabbit's kind of a smartass, I'll give it that. They developed the rabbit oh so slightly. But I otherwise,
1: love, I uh, love the bear and the rabbit. I want the bear and the rabbit movie, like how the rabbit has that weird digital stutter.
2: Yeah, that was, well that's the thing, is that was the coolest thing that was going on in the opening of the movie, and they didn't do anything with them. They just disappear. And instead we're stuck with a cadre of goofy 20-something friends that all just, like, nobody affects anything in this movie. At all. No one has any idea what's going on, and no one tries to. And it's like everybody's kind of an archetype caricature.
1: Yeah. Oh, also the animatronic pets who are sentient, right? Like, they are conscious beings also function as like couriers to pay for AP exams or some shit like that the rabbit has to get the social security number for like there's some kind of I don't know if it's like kind of an oblique reference to those animals also just being servants of some sort because the grandfather's like I'll be the only human in line to pay for this exam and it just like cuts to all these like plush animal robots standing in line I
2: yeah, yeah. There, I, I mean, it, it seems like everybody has, like, a robot pet in the future, but they just run errands for you.
1: Yeah, there's a weird kind of undercurrent about robotics that never really gets dealt with. And there's a scene where there's a character, like, a you know, a throwaway character, talking directly to camera. Like, he's being interviewed about how robots have taken all his jobs and shit. But it's just, like... It's two seconds, and it's the weirdest fucking thing in a movie full of weird things.
2: Yeah. In, instead of us spending time on cool things like developing these robots, we'd spend an inordinate amount of time watching their weird bald friend look at pornography. Oh, 30% of the movie is this guy like deciding what inanimate object he would like to fuck. Because he's, he's like... He's their group's, like, robot fucker, right? Like, right. that's... We live in a society where some people just have real dolls that are alive, or robot real doll kind of things. And this one character's entire bit, entire development as a character is, he's he wants to fuck these things. He takes edit to a club where they do it, and, I mean, it looks... People are, like, getting into these chambers and convulsing to have sex with digital holograms. Um, yeah, but, but we cut to this guy, what, two dozen times, just sort of shopping through the catalog. He's in it a ton.
1: And he doesn't do anything. Well, he said nobody does anything. They just kind of like are dragged along into different scenarios that just kind of happen around them. Yeah. Like, like Edit has, like, zero agency. Like, she just kind of stumbles her way through everything, and then she's literally taken over by another being. Like, I don't know if that's supposed to be some kind of commentary on something. Like, but she she literally has, like, zero physical or emotional agency in the entire
2: movie. Is this a commentary about the collapse of the Soviet Union, Sean? uh, Sure. Is that, what we're, is that what we're doing here? Are we, are we trying to talk about how, how individual nation states, once broken away from, from the network on which they relied, have, have no agency? Well, I like I, the idea that, like,
1: seeing or creating a mathematical formula that can tell the future will also cause you to be autistic th- through boredom.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So there's this character in this named Abel. Yeah, and he is the uh, he is the autistic friend. Well, I guess autistic charge of Edit. She volunteers at some sort of sanatorium situation and takes care of Abel. And Abel uh, and and this is what they what you said is what they develop in his, for him as a character. He was a scientific super genius. He discovered a, a, an equation to predict the future. And it broke his brain. So now, in his autism, and and his story development is basically that he goes from being a mute autistic person to a, uh, I guess he's fine again at the end, but he has to grab her breast every time he's on screen. Yeah, he goes from autistic to aloof via tit grab. And the t- and 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 the tit grabbing also allows him to predict the future himself yes which is possibly the strangest thing that I've ever heard of in my entire life I mean it's a strong move if you can get it to work right <laughs> no no I just just I tell you what's gonna happen <laughs> to us look we're gonna go buy a lottery ticket but I have to do this and again she like
1: she kind of is slack-jawed it for a second, and then she's like, okay, well, I guess that's how he's going to get cured.
2: Like, what? Yeah, no, no one reacts to any of these sexual things like they're anything, which may be, I mean, there's a certain level to, like, a, a European sensibility about sex where there there is a lot of, like, overt uh, sexual comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that's what this is. I mean, this movie isn't trying to be rapey or anything. It's not trying to be. I mean, I, I think it's definitely uh, trying to use the male gaze on edit at every opportunity, because you know uh, this was a labor of love, and somebody wanted to see the just the strangest looking animated nudity too. Yeah, uh,
1: there's a we get another protracted shower scene, and it's it. it, it, it contextually lack something like i know we got that chun lee one but that kind of made sense in the scene but this is just her taking a shower like for no reason
2: and and, and then she kind of removes the band-aid on her arm in a sexy way yeah well like like she's stripping the band-aid off of her i yeah that was that was something else
1: I'll, I'll tell you another uh, character I loved, another side character, is the, uh, the Shibuya street surgeon guy. That's the highest fuck all the time with his, like, dad? Question mark?
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> that guy's a lot of fun. I enjoyed him a lot. You know you know who else was fun? Uh, Slobodan Milosevic is in the middle. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot all
1: about that fucking... I was like... It was one of those like there's no way I'm actually seeing this this is some kind of dream I'm like half asleep now because like it's like don't sit in the, so you want to do you want to uh tell this part like start from the chair
2: I you should do it cuz I only really took the note of of him being in it okay so
1: edith's boyfriend bolo or whatever his name is comes over and he's like I won't go in there your parents don't like me um this is when he
2: shows up with flowers in his nose? Yes. To yeah. which
1: Edit's mother, who's this, like, harpy, loves him. And his, her grandfather, who they also live with, has never met him. So I don't know if that was just something that got lost in translation or whatever. So Edit, while she's getting changed, shoves Bolo into the room with her grandfather, who is drawing, I believe. And he goes, uh, Bolo goes to sit down. And the grandfather goes Don't sit there That chair has a weird story You want to hear it, Here it go And it's like uh, It takes place in 2004 or 5 There's some kind of riot going on And Ed's grandfather As a young man Walks in a room To find Slobodan Milosevic The fucking butcher of Belgrade Sitting in a chair uh, Doing nothing And when uh, Milosevic realizes There's another person in the room Or no no before he realizes a person in a room a reptile grows from his forehead removes itself crawls across the room, jumps on a door hits a sensor that alerts Milosevic to the presence of this guy causing Milosevic to get up and silently fall down a hatch or something and then the grandfather takes the chair and then the bit wraps up with, you mean this chair right here this garden chair? And the girlfriend was like, oh no, I got that at flea market, you can sit on that. And it was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, if if you would have asked me what is the most likely celebrity cameo in this movie, Slobodan Milosevic would have been real low on my list, I gotta tell you.
2: It, this was like a, this was kind of like a Mad Magazine bit. Like, them, I, I, I felt like it was them processing what had happened, right? So it's like, yeah. how can we make how much more cartoonish can we make this horrible man seem? Oh, he's not he he doesn't even really matter anymore. The, the chair that he would no no I have a different chair. Uh, when but, was the last yeah. time you even thought about that name? I don't, I don't know. Think I think about it pretty often. Do you? <laughs> no. <Okay>. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, it was such a wow. Yeah, such a such a a, a hard cut there. Um to drop him in. And then yeah, and then and then what? Then they jump to the club drug scene? Oh, where where she's she's kinda dancing.
1: Yeah, and it's like you won't believe what this bitch did. And she's giving everybody iron pills, like supplements, because the robot eats metal that lives inside of her?
2: Yeah, or at least it, it like needs iron supplements to build more Metal body inside her body. I guess. I don't know if that's how iron supplements work. So much. I don't much.
1: think so. I don't think most computer circuits are made out of just straight iron. <laughs> <laughs> like, his laptop is
2: prohibitively heavy. Oh, they're thousands <laughs> of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. So she's she's like just yeah. So she's like she's selling people iron pills in, as drugs, right? Yes. Which, so I made a note that, like, she's a horrible person. Like, for the entire opening of the movie, we don't have any sense of her being a decent human being because she she doesn't want to actually study to pass her test. She kind of doesn't seem to care about anything other than her animatronic buddies. And that's it. And she goes to cheat, and then she's, like, doing drugs and selling drugs, which is fine. I mean, whatever. But to sell them... To sell iron pills as drugs is... is, I mean, come on. Aren't we past that kind of stuff? Yeah, she's
1: also got the bags of oregano she's selling. Right, exactly. I mean, come on. Um, As a person who's bought bags of drugs before, I didn't appreciate this
2: scene. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, come on. Legalization makes all these things that much better. Yeah, um...
1: Is this... Is this a dystopian movie, Nate...
2: It wants to be, because uh, throughout it, we get the sense that there is some sort of oppressive military presence everywhere, and everybody's being observed, because they all, they all have, like, a registration chip in their arm, or something. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah, because there's a scene later where she doesn't have the chip. She yeah, she the is, chip she, yeah, she has removed it at some point. Right. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean in that respect it is, but otherwise there are there's nothing it has nothing to do with anything. Uh all of the all of the uh sort of forces of the dystopia are so easily convinced to not do what they want to do that or at least that they're so easily thwarted, it's kind of Yeah, there's not really I Yeah, not <laughs> so Able or Abel is being held
1: captive? Question mark by the state security forces, or who might also be the mob or a corporation unto themselves? Uh, they're, they're called like what the fuck are they called? Like the mega group or some shit? Yeah, it was something. It was something mundane like that. And they are employing a scientist, one scientist who is making millions of dollars from them to extract um some piece of information from Abok because they have the formula, but for some reason all it does is it causes the computer to think it's alive for a second and shut itself off.
2: Right. Yes, because there there are prolonged sequences of techno babble in this movie where they explain what they're doing. Um and it's all pretty well well written. Yeah. Uh well, it, weird that he just
1: like cold explains it to this b- you know, bimbo that he is employed to sit in the grass and get felt up by this autistic guy. And then she literally tells everybody in town. Oh, yeah, no, there is there
2: there are no secrets kept in this movie at all. Uh-
1: <laughs> I mean, there is a great sequence where he shows her the, uh, the equation. And I guess because the chip processes in it. I guess this is the alchemy that creates the the actual robot inside of her, but she kind of sees glimpses of it, and then she's just kind of weeping in joy because she's figured out the entire, like, lineage and path of the universe. But again, it comes to, like, almost nothing. Like, they just want this equation for, like, four different reasons, but we're never... We never... I think the biggest problem is we never see it do anything. We don't really see its power other than, like... Abel at some point goes, "Don't answer your phone." Like I feel like we need to see the results of that to gain some kind of investment in it because it's just it. I don't know. It's just some, it's just a, a MacGuffin in almost the most literal
2: sense of the word. Oh no, absolutely, it is. I mean, it's it 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 is the it, yeah. It's just a MacGuffin, and 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 I and I agree because I think the stakes in this movie could have been exponentially higher. Were there, were there, you know, did we get any sort of sense? If they had, if they had spent, um, let's say, uh, they cut the scene where they played the gate for, I don't know, 20 minutes. Oh, that this is pod racing scene? Yeah. If, if it's just, yeah, it's pod racing slash the like hover bike levels of Battletoads. But yes, uh, if they just cut that sequence and instead gave us a montage where we saw, oh, th- here is here is this equation predicting all of these things, if you could have just seen sort of a, a Rube Goldberg sort of uh, chain of events unfold based on what the equation was able to do and then have them go, oh, and, and here's what happens when we pull this one element out, stopping the whole thing, that could have been really interesting. Um, they did not do that. No, and you're
1: left with like the stakes being the your care for the characters, and there most of them aren't really developed. The boyfriend's an asshole, and, and it kind of sucks. So as a person, so it's hard to really be invested in her.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's no one really to be invested in. There's a pervert. There's your your kind of blonde bimbo lead. There's doofy boyfriend. Um, there's two other women and one other guy, maybe in in the friend group.
1: Yeah, and they're totally
2: interchangeable. They're oh just yeah, like kind of these like vapid socialite types. Right, but we do get an Animal House style. Where are they now at the end of the movie? As Ooh. if we give a fuck.
1: <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like, and we'll get to it when we get to that in the movie. But the way they wrap everything up is insane. Yeah, it was it was nuts.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so uh yeah, so we jump from the equation to the gate.
1: Yeah. And then this is is this the first time we see her Tyler Durden pop up or it's happened like once or twice already?
2: I think this is the first time because she's about to win the gate, which is a game about riding a, a hover surfboard around a track and hitting the gate that you want to go through just in time for you to go through the gate but not but not leaving enough time for the other team to go through the gate, I guess? This feels like somebody had an idea for a video game and wrote a
1: movie around it, because I think this is the longest scene in the movie by, like, a good amount.
2: Oh, I mean, everything stops for this. And it and and you just exist in it for, it's got to be <laughs> ten minutes at least, right? I mean, it, it was a long scene. It does feel like you're getting punished for something. Yeah, um... I, I, I do have in the note. Why are they doing this? <laughs> is, is the note on that? Yeah, so so Eddie's about to win the this gate game, which I guess the friends do is like it's like their' friendly athletic wager thing. they're all they're betting something. Um, but she ends up seeing Eddie, the uh, specter of the machine the living machine growing inside her. And so he's just like old white dude in kind of a lab coat. He seems like he's just wearing like slippers uh, yes I don't so she sees this specter in the in the uh in the the gate field of play, and she pulls up so she doesn't hit him, and that causes them to lose the game and forfeit um, so then we have to sit through another scene where everybody sort of. Uh, talks about how weird that was, and Edit kind of pretends like she doesn't know, because I think she thinks she's crazy. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's like, it's almost like they want her to be the id, and he's the ego, and then, like, the government's the superego. I don't know. Like, there's some kind of, like, where they want it to be the duality of uh, the person, and that, like, the the robot is her subconscious made manifest but it's it doesn't really work but there is a really funny joke where she says something about say, uh, kiss my ass or something and it's like it's not your ass it's our ass or something some, <laughs> there's some joke that actually was pretty funny i can't remember yeah, there're
2: there some good there's some good one liners in this movie um yeah i i i respect your your work to try to apply like a freudian triptych to this yeah I mean it's I guess like at most I got the sense that he would that that the robot inside is supposed to be like a uh, maturing voice like she basically has Obi-Wan inside her if that makes sense like instead of finding a mentor a mentor is injected into her because she's trying to cheat on a test and then she learns some things about herself
1: right and she goes she finally passes the test was sort of cheating uh, because she doesn't want to give the guy the blow job which is her boyfriend's suggestion yeah blow the professor and then he subsequently loses the test so she goes down there to pretend to blow him after like brutally murdering the campus security Oh, yeah, she t- trashes all sorts <laughs> of people and then ends up in the professor's office. Right, and to like, plant un-sip. the biggest covert camera you've ever seen in your entire life under the desk. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like half a pogo ball she sticks under there. And then that plot line
2: is never resolved. Yeah, nope, no, we nope. Never, we never return to that. We do get a nice little uh, cut sequence where a random stranger uh, appears... To give their statement to the news, I guess about robots taking jobs. Yeah, uh, because this this future world, which I mean, it is it is dystopian uh, for everyone else. It doesn't seem to matter to Edit or her friends that it's dystopian for the most part. But there are people with horse drawn wagons still, while there's also uh, you know flying hover cars and hover bikes and hoverboards and and hover everything.
1: I I love the robots, like the design. I love that, like, some of them wear clothes, like they have a little kid robot playing with the other kids.
2: Or that the, like, construction robots are wearing hats for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very sweet. It's like, hey, we, we only have enough budget for a hat, but we think this will make people kind of like them better. Yeah, this will cool you out a little bit on robots.
0: <laughs> they wear
1: hats like us. Like, oh, yeah, I remember hats. Yeah, the uh, robots reminded me of, did you ever see um, the second renaissance, like, the the big part of the Animatrix? Oh, I didn't. Okay, they kind of look like that, uh, but since you have no point of reference for it, we'll just move on. <laughs> I'll, I'll find a point of reference, I promise. Okay. Um, uh, at what point do they just, like, apropos of nothing else, announce that Edith is
2: dying? It's it's a little it's a little longer it's a little little further in from now because uh, right after the robots taking their jobs, Edith goes with her horny friend to the the robot fucking club. Um, and the bouncer of the robot sex club says the following to them. Don't look to brands for meaning. Instead of jerking off in a Porsche, look to art for meaning. (laughs) That, this scene is actually pretty good. It was fun. (laughs) It was funny. I I would have watched a whole movie about this more than the rest of the stuff. Like, it's
0: like,
1: oh, are you, are you an artist? And he's like, yes, I'm a poet. And of course, like. They can't bribe him by giving him money, but, like, every other fucking just, like, miserable cocksucker poet that you know, um, you can do anything you want if you listen to their poems. Right. <laughs> like, that's their entrance fee, which, which I appreciated. That guy is actually, must have been around poets at some point in his life, and God love you if you're a poet, and I'm sure we know some.
2: Um <laughs> Yeah, I wish you, you I wish poetry text. as currency worked better. There's a there's a great thing uh, there, there's there's this woman who who sets up a, a little table down on the 16th Street Mall here in Denver. It's like a outdoor walking mall sort of thing in downtown. Um, but she'll set up there and and she'll just write you a poem. She just has, I mean, it's it's as hipster as all get out because it's yeah. it's just like a little folding like three card money table on which she places an antique typewriter. And then she will type you out a little poem on there. Um, But it's one of the cooler things to see. Uh, Though I don't, I don't know if she makes money or not, and I haven't stopped for one yet. But maybe someday I will. Um, But yeah, Uh, so uh, they go to the sex club, but then she kind of decides, like, "Nah, I'm not going to do that anymore." Uh, And there's those.
1: She goes into the pod and the um, Eddie or whatever, like assaults her cortex and she freaks out and jumps out of the thing
2: i thought oh, or, Okay, okay no, that makes it? way more sense than okay than than <laughs> what i was thinking because i was like oh you know because she complains about not being able to feel her arms or legs right right yeah so okay and then and, and her friend uh doesn't care that she's uncomfortable he just goes ahead and and has has robot sex
1: well, he's like locked in the fuck zone. Like I don't know if he can, if he's aware of anything outside. And also, he what is that thing in his ear? That fucking exhaust port headphone thing that he's wearing all the time.
2: He's got yeah. It's like he's got some sort of Google Glass hearing aid thing. But he he seems to wear it for fashion, maybe because he doesn't actually use it for anything. No, it's just there. And no one else has them. So it's not like, this isn't a future society cultural uh, point of design either. It's just, no, he's just, he's just the weirdo. This is how he's the weirdo. I love those little, like,
1: you know, uh, unspoken touches for world building. But it's just like, it's so
2: big. Like, I feel like they need to say something about it. Right. I mean, yeah. They needed to say something about a lot of things. It's like
1: Ghostface killer's old uh bracelet that was like a full-size hawk in gold. It's like I know it's a bracelet that's a hawk, but I feel like you have to mention it if you walk into a room with that
2: thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um Yeah. Okay, yeah. So she so she uh she runs out of there, I guess. And the the future police are chasing her.
1: Does that sound right? Yeah and the, the most ineffectual police force in the world and i thought the eastern europeans were nice with their evil police but these guys
2: suck oh yeah no they they're totally pointless all they do is is try to pursue her what i found funny is she has to go through a metal detector and oh yeah she keeps going through the metal detector and she's and they're like what what metal do you have on you she's like i don't have anything on me at no point does she appear to suspect that even the microchip that she had implanted in her arm by choice would be metal.
1: No, she just she chalks it up to um since again, she's like not concerned with what's going on. She's just like, "Oh, I've got a clip piercing," and then oh, that's right, yeah, oh, And then everybody wants to beat her
2: up and see it. Yeah. I mean, almost every every other th- line in this movie is something about sex. Like it's it's. I ju-
1: had sex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello, Joe. <laughs> not a not a direct reference, but no, no, I got, you. I got.
1: <laughs> I know we sound like these old men, like that. They're talking about sex all the time, but it's like it's so incongruent to the other shit that's going on in the movie like it, it really kind of takes you out the
2: thing it, it what it and and so here's the thing for me is it it makes me think and and i say this from a place of total ignorance because i i don't believe i have any other serbian animation or serbian films uh in my in my sort of repertoire as far as uh, knowing them well enough to say anything but this gave me the impression that it's just sex joke shorthand is like a the communication style. Everybody yeah. is talking about sex as a way to fill in the space between expositional plot points. But no one talks about anything else.
1: Right, it's, uh, it's the local sports team thing. It's like the filling... Filling the awkward silence at your in-laws, kind of, but all the time, but it's about fucking. Like, even with her mother talking to the boyfriends, like, well, I hope you're not too fast in the bedrooms. Like, she has never met this person, possibly.
2: Right. And they've clearly slept together already, so...
1: (laughs) I think, unless he's just been batting, or she's just been, like, batting him away nonstop, because, like... He doesn't, if they didn't like actually say it in the dialogue, he doesn't really read as her boyfriend and it's like some like um, like ancillary member of their friend group that wants to fuck her and she knows that he wants to fuck her but it's never going to happen is kind of how it feels like except for like the actual dialogue in which they state that they are a couple.
2: So she is the, uh, yeah, he's basically the, the, the 90s incel sidekick from like CBS yes. comedy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh so uh, yeah, during the during the chase, Edith uh, sees the ghost again, um, and and this time, Eddie says, "You cow, I am not a ghost," which I wrote down also because you know <laughs> I noticed that I tend to notice "cow" used as a as an insult a lot when I when when it comes to European cinema. Yeah. Yeah, now that you mention it. Like, it didn't seem out of place.
1: Like, I I think you you did kind of touch on a big point here, is that if we had some kind of context for Eastern European film, maybe it wouldn't be so jarring, a lot of this shit, but it's like, it feels like
2: watching a movie made by an alien, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, all of the, all of the, Elements made sense as elements of this story. But the way people talk about things, and sort of the way people dismiss things, uh, kind of the general attitudes, and it, it was. It was a little hard to track. And, and again, this, this also comes to the fact that it is, the subtitles go so fast in this movie. I know I said it before, but it, it is so fast that I, I went back a few times to reread sections Oh yeah there's parts where
1: there are white subtitles on white backgrounds, so they're totally illegible
2: yeah and, they're, and they're, you have no uh you have constant switching of who's speaking, but they just use the hyphen you you don't have there's just there's not a lot of differentiation in or spacing to how they to how they parse this stuff out, so you're just constantly trying to keep up with the movie
1: yeah, it doesn't look like it was like done professionally if that helps.
2: Or if that makes any sense. Like, it looks like
1: like a really bad fan translation of something.
2: Yeah. Because oh, yeah, like, yeah. It, like, there seemed like multiple times when, when a, a more appropriate phrase could have been chosen for okay. what they were trying to say. But they just went, no, we're just going to go direct. Just yeah. these, these are the six words that kind of came out of that.
1: And they uh, seem to have a problem with lose and loose, which is a problem we have in America, too, with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But it took me a couple minutes because there's a part where... Uh, somebody says to edit, he loosed your test. I was like, he, like, he unleashed it?
2: Yeah, like he that... yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, it's, it was
2: supposed to be lose, I think. Yeah, I mean, it had to be. Yeah. But, I don't know. The, the, the movie spends a lot of time calling the Professor Pervy, and, uh, he's like the least Pervy character in the movie. Oh, by far. He's like a fucking monk compared to everybody else. <laughs> um, let's see, I have, uh, So she's getting
0: straight.
1: When you were a younger man, or even still now, like as a grown man, I'd do this. Like when your buddy turns around to pick something up, and you pantomime humping him from behind.
2: Like you're familiar with that move, right? That's this whole movie. Like it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, no that that is that is the uh, the comedic like design of the film is oh yeah, Uh, (laughs) or yeah, or just like the the index finger through the ring of the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Index and thumb. Like, yeah. yeah. The,
1: the old, I really like the old blowjob pantomime from movies because it doesn't make any sense. Like, who's sucking dick sideways like that? Yeah, I, <laughs> you
2: don't really want, you don't really want that teeth raking potential anyway, do we?
1: No. It's like, just let's like, just, just, yeah. I just want to, you know, I really like in a, a a coupling is just, just the top of my dick to smash into the side of somebody's cheek over and over again.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sex, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably what, what, uh, what Abel thinks sex is. Uh, ugh. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, there's a chase. Chasen, we kind of, we find out from Professor Spirograph that the chip uh, combined with that equation uh, led her to uh, have the AI growing inside her as a machine. And then the the military show up, and they're like, hey, we want to dissect you so that we can take this sentient uh, network of of microchip warrior out of you. And uh, and then she kicks the crap out of three giant lunkhead guys that... Oh, we got a
1: double subtitle on here because there's some kind of, like, mush mouth dickhead, so they're subtitled in Croat or whatever... Okay. And then the English subtitles are directly over top of it, so you can't read any of it.
2: Which that was a joy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but the thing is, is they're totally <sighs> irrelevant. They appear for maybe ten seconds, and she just like one roundhouse kick knocks all of them out. Um, and then we have a, like a weird dream sequence where again more discomforting nudity. She's, like, walking in, she's wearing, like, a, I don't know, like, a transparent silk uh, robe or kimono and walking through a cemetery.
1: Yes. And then she walks on water. Right. I'm sure they're trying to make an allegory
2: to something. And then, uh, and then she wakes up from that. And, uh, yeah, I guess, like, I don't know. And then they, then they have sex? She has sex with the, with the AI then? Is that? Yeah, something like that. And at some point, um,
1: we're getting to this point where it's just announced that she's dying, there's been no lead up, like, you know, in, in other movies, you would have had a nosebleed here or there, or something would have happened, but just like, hey, uh, She's dying, and now she, her body mass is twice as much as it was before, which I could buy. But they keep cutting to; it's just like a nervous system that we're led to believe. I guess it's because it's made out of iron, weighs like you know, hundred and thirty pounds or whatever. Right. This impossible seven foot two Amazon woman weighs.
2: Does she seem to have any difficulty moving her body around for at any point in the movie, Sean?
1: Not until they announce it. Not until we're aware as an audience of how heavy she is that she also becomes uh, aware of how heavy she is. I believe that's called
2: breaking the fourth wall. It's it's really like a Looney Tunes moment. She is hovering in midair after having chased the Roadrunner off the cliff. And then the Roadrunner's like, oh, hey, look down. Oh, no. And then she's like, oh, I'm heavy. Uh Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. oh the I, I took a note here. There's there so there's a scene where they're they uh, she's talking to the to the AI Eddie about their situation. Um, they're sitting in like a hoverboat out on a lake. Uh, <laughs> but there was a cool thing. There there were a couple of kids who were fishing from like a, a big depth charge water mine. Yeah. Which again like this it's similar to, and I and I feel bad even saying that it's similar to, but. It's similar to the fist of the North Star in that there are some really well done, like, backgrounds that give you a sense of something going on that is way richer than what we're getting presented in the story.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Like, like all the cutaways to the robots running around or like begging for money or the one robot that like demands the guy blow weed in his face. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean... We could have had so much more fun if we just spent, if, if this was like a 22 stories about Springfield yeah, thing in this sure. world.
1: Because this movie, as a singular movie, runs out of gas very quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it seems like they're like, oh, you know, you have to end movies. They're like, are you, what are you, really? Okay.
2: <laughs> like, and then they just furiously scribble an ending that's like 10 seconds long. So so we, we can assume then that this – you said ten people over five years?
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it was just ten animators or I think it was just one writer and
2: director, but it was a bunch of different people working on it. Okay. Because the sense I would get from this is you go that long. You're going five years with this story, and I'm sure it was just sitting there going, you know, we can't – no, we can't cut that. That's, that's the best thing. Oh, we can't cut that either. We can't we can't cut the gate. The gates the gates how we establish that the ghost exists and it's cool. I and, mean you can't you can't lose the pie. The pie's the heart of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's it's I mean Ron Howard could have directed this. Uh, no, he it, filled it. He finished it. Nice. Well, hey, <laughs> it it shows. Um, no, the the yeah, this just this movie could have been so much more interesting by, by spending time on those things. And instead, it just sort of, from this point forward, I think, right, is where it just, it starts going at an incredibly fast pace to wrap everything up. So, she's suddenly got iron poisoning because she's been taking iron all the time. Apparently, I mean, so much that she now weighs twice her body mass, and... The, the robot is completely taking over her body. Oh, I think uh,
1: we didn't touch on it, but there's a great scene where she's ordered two beet salads, like a bunch of iron supplements, and then she's... And the, her friend, who was like totally nonplussed about it, is like, you got two salads, the beets, kidneys, and now you're eating your phone. And she's just like chomping on her cell phone, which I thought was really good.
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't... No one... Yeah. no one's No one's really like concerned about anything that's going on. No, they're all just slightly annoyed that they have to deal with it. Right, so where they, I mean, and I mean, that's, this has to be some sort of Serbian shorthand for, for comedy, where it's just like, yeah, no, nobody nobody cares about these things. That's the joke. Everybody's yeah. detached.
1: Or maybe um, it's supposed to be a comment on, like, disaffected youth. Oh, wow. You're, you're all with the, the, the deep ideas. I'm trying, man. Well, it's not that they're deep ideas. They're very, like, like, philosophy 101 things that I'm just putting on there because I'm assuming they're trying to have a message, but maybe
2: maybe not. I mean, I'm I'm sure there is supposed to be a message in this. (laughs) Um, We we uh, attempted a message. It failed. So, uh, yeah, but, okay, so... uh, Edith is confronted with the opportunity to just turn herself into these military people. Um, Or... Or basically, and and the argument from the military people, because they're so evil, is we just want the ability to prevent the deaths of millions of people in the future. Like, you never get a sense that this is sinister. No. They literally just want to use this to save millions of lives. And the protagonist of this movie is like, nope, I am individually more important than even that high idea. Yeah, like, in every other
1: movie, like you said, you would get some kind of, like, sinister underpinning, and I think watching it, I brought my own baggage to it and just assume that they had something right. going on, but, like,
2: it's never expressed as such. I mean, it, it, they're, they're paying a scientist an incredible sum of money to work on this, uh, you know. Uh, and they've let him get away with murder. Oh, yeah, and, and, and uh, Abel is not in any sort of confinement that seems unpleasant. Like, he gets to hang out by a, a lake in, like, a, just green grassy field and hang out. Um, you get no sense that anybody's being really, like, abused <laughs> for no. for being involved in this. Um, But, yeah. There's a... There's a bird robot?
1: Yeah, she splits, and then she somehow ends up at the... He's not a cop, but, like, the head of the security force's house. And tries to turn herself in to get the the robot removed, because she knows she's dying. He reaches down to check on her, and he she tases him by accident, because that's a thing that just got introduced, like, the scene before. Oh, right, right, yeah.
2: And then she kills his dog, question mark,
1: as well. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, it seemed like that happened. I didn't yeah. think that at all. And then...
1: She gets, she stumbles out and ends up dying in the garbage. Goes to heaven, like, that. it's not quite heaven, it's more like the end of, um, did you ever see The Fountain, the Aronofsky movie? No, I didn't. Okay, it's like the end of The Fountain, where the most bizarre uh, exposition is let loose about how she's dead and he's dead, but he's not really dead
2: yet, and his machine is keeping her in stasis or some shit. Yeah, because, because he had a sudden change of heart. He has previously up to this point been like, I need to stay alive because I'm sentient. And then he realized, oh, but I should keep you alive too, because I'm fond of you now. Right? I mean, it's... And all of this takes place in the form of, like, constellations. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was beautiful. Well, well illustrated. No, I look great. You're right. Um, it's just like, What? <laughs> Yeah, and and suddenly Obel can talk as well. Yes. So now Obel's just like, "Hey, you guys, uh, we got to save her or whatever." Um, after just being a mute boob grabber, uh, <laughs> there, there's a great there's a great MS DOS joke. Uh, oh, was it the C uh, the two C, B uh, not yeah, B? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know. Uh, yeah, clearly they're trying to make a point about about the the, the difficulty of existence uh, because there's an AI living inside a girl who's living inside this society, and should anybody be alive? Um, that's about as deep as I thought it got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, then uh, then Bo Bojan or Bohan goes to rescue her. Yeah, yeah, there's another extended hoverboard chase. Yeah, yeah, Hover. there's a hoverboard chase, he gets her back. Um, for some reason, Obel's like, you have to strip her completely nude and lay her out on the floor of this cabin that you all have. Well, you have to strip her nude so her robot nervous system can just fall out of her back. Right, it, 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 it sort of just sifts out of her as if she were, I mean... Human skin is porous. That's fine, yeah, yeah. but it's like it comes out like like you were sifting flour, um, uh, but it comes out completely intact. And this is like a, a pretty dense network of lines with little nodes on the end. So yeah, I don't. The, and that doesn't really matter, honestly. Like how that happened. Uh, but yeah. yeah.
1: And then they have the big standby me moment, or I forget what you said, the ending, it's like... Oh, the end of Animal
2: House, where oh, they're yeah. just wrapping up, like, well, this person and this person got together, and right. these two but side that. characters are in a relationship, too.
0: But yeah. she
1: really loves him. Oh, and by the way, we got taken in by the police, but all the charges were mysteriously dropped. It's like, no, 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 hang on. <laughs> like, the whole, you know, fucking drive of this movie is for this government... To get a hold of you and recover all this shit, and then you're just gonna, like, hand wave it in a fucking voiceover ten seconds later?
2: Oh, yeah, no, n- all interest in this entire project stopped the instant that the that the thing fell out of her. And went and went where? Like, he just died, right? The the, the yeah, yeah, personality probably, yeah. sacrifices himself. Yeah, there's uh, oh, no, yeah.
1: like, you know, getting recovered by the government and getting hooked back up or some shit.
2: Like it's just it just kind of ends. Right. What she says is that because we get like a Lion King moment at the end where Eddie, the robot consciousness, is now hanging out with the hedgehog pet, Otomo. Heaven, <laughs> right. where they're like, oh, so that's that's our, our big circle is death of your robot pet and death of the sort of uh, parasitic AI personality. Are hanging out together, and the lesson you learned is what? Uh, yeah, th- and no one learned any lessons. Uh, she ain't heavy. She's my brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. That, that. I'm not. I'm not upset that I watched that. No. I thought it was real. Like as this as what from what we watched this it was one of the most. ...continually interesting things to look at. I mean, some of that had to do with the subtitles, I, I suppose, and just having to be intently focused. But the world was kind of cool. The plot was derivative, but but still kind of cool. And then everything else was just so weird. I, I, I enjoyed it? Yeah, same. Like, it's, uh...
1: This isn't something I say often, but this movie's, like, begging for a remake...
2: Yeah, I one hundred percent. I think I think if you tweaked a couple of the story points and, and did some of the things we've talked about, like creating stakes and wrapping it up in a satisfying manner, it it would yeah. be it would be a cool it would be a cool movie. And I could see them doing it rotoscope style like like uh Scanner Darkly.
1: Yeah. Or uh, what's the what's the movie he used as like the proof of concept for it? Waking life, is that yeah. what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah, but like it needs to be remade by somebody who's not a total maniac, or it needs to be remade by
2: somebody that has sensibilities I understand. Right? Yeah, because uh, you know, I, I I felt for a, a few times I kind of went, huh? Is this sort of the future that I was trying to construct in the retroactivist? That's that's a book I wrote. If uh, you should buy it, ReadSpaceBoy.com. dot yeah. com, um, but. No. Yeah, but yours, like, it makes sense, though. <laughs> like, it
1: it has a narrative that you can follow. Sure. I, I mean,
2: I hope so. <laughs>
1: but, but that book also has, like, a lot more about, like, this the social underpinnings that led to the society that they're in, where this is just, like, it's just kind of in the background and not addressed. Yeah. You know, which, which I guess is... The movie's not really about that, but then again, the movie's not really about anything.
2: No, I mean, the, 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 movie is, the movie is about a person who wants to cheat on a test, accidentally getting an AI parasite, and then the AI parasite deciding to leave so that she can live. Yeah, like the... She doesn't do anything, does she? No. I mean, really, she doesn't do no, anything. She, she ends up in the same place she was when she started. Right, and, we, and we, even get, we even get clearly stated that the AI makes her kick people and jump and run and parkour and stuff. He controls her body, so she is as agency-free as possible. Yeah, she's just a passenger. Right, which is just so weird because she also never reacts like she's a, a passenger on something she doesn't want to do. I mean she doesn't she doesn't seem to have any uh, until she's dying of iron poisoning. <laughs> she doesn't seem to, to be like, huh. It's really weird that I can't control my body.
1: Yeah, why did nobody go, Oh, heavy metal bomb? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't know if I have anything else. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to say. I mean, I really wish that the I really wish that the the bear and the rabbit were in this movie way more.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah, I wish everything that was happening in the background was on front street and then the main characters were just like the side characters.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so this this is way early in the in the movie though. But but Bojan, the the incel pseudo boyfriend actually arrives at her door. Oh, with a dick in a box? It, with a dick in a box. <laughs> I mean this is the tone of this movie and it's like these jokes are everywhere right so it's, but it's also
1: this like really heavy fucking cyberpunk like what does it mean to cease being human story stuck in the middle of it
2: right yeah but i mean they don't answer they don't answer what it means to to stay human no or, or to not be human it's sort of like hey what if what if you were it, it's like a wacky odd couple style story that doesn't even build that relationship I mean I, I, I if we remade this movie you 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 make edit into a character who has a little more going on like maybe okay fine she she wants to cheat on tests she just wants to go to the club that's all great then then maybe the ai should be trying to accomplish something through her and she's resisting that and everybody's like, hey, wait a second, uh, it's kind of weird, but edit seems very industrious and bookish all of a sudden. What, what do you think that's about? You know, that it, that could have been really interesting if if she had had sort of a uh, Homer removes the crayon style personality change, and everybody's like, huh, it's really weird that you seem good at stuff and you seem to care all of a sudden. What do you think that's about, you know? And then she can gobble down iron pills. But, yeah, there's no change to anything until they just flat out state that something has changed. And and then something changes back really quickly, too.
1: Yeah, it's, again, this is another movie that has, like, a lot of elements of shit that we like. But it's like, I like grilled cheese, and I also like Prince Records so why don't I just have, like, a big old grilled cheese with purple rain on vinyl
2: in the middle of it? Like it's just... Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really what it is. It's just, it's a lot of cool stuff. And again, a, a Ron Jeremy dildo reference, which... I mean, that was, that was funny. I mean, so, did you, I, I meant to go back and listen to this. Did did they actually say, they said Ron Jeremy in the movie, right? Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Okay. Right? It had, like, it Ron written on the should... box. Yeah, it was wild. That was wild. Um, you you have anything else you want to do? Waifus? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Okay, I'm I'm gonna give this. Jeez, uh, I'm gonna give this five waifus because it moved fast. It wasn't. It was at no point not entertaining. It wasn't. It wasn't phenomenal, but I mean, as compared to Arcadia of my youth, which was. Drawn out and boring and and almost intolerable. This was this was kind of fun. Can you say phenomenal like Jim Rome? Phenomenal.
1: Is <laughs> that close? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I was looking for more of the ph- phenomenal. Oh, ph- <laughs> phenomenal. There you go. You know, I totally forgot we watched Arcadia of My Youth till you just brought it up, and now I'm sad.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry that <laughs> I dug up that repressed memory. Excuse
1: me. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a five. Uh, that was what I was going to do.
2: Um huh. you yeah, agree. I mean I Yeah. It's I like didn't dislike it, it. No, it's for every one thing it's like a one
1: to one, for everything that's great, there's something that sucks and it's like
2: dead down the middle. Yeah, yeah. But it but it also like it's eighty five minutes long and it shouldn't have been any longer. No, they should have they should have wrapped the story more effectively, but it shouldn't have been any longer, and it didn't really need to be any shorter. It 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 was no, it was a good length and and it was fun. It was paced well. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, all you got to do is get rid of that fucking extended hoverboard chase and throw a couple, you know, fucking development scenes in there, and it's a bit better.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you cut the gate out and then and, and probably cut even one of the other chases if you wanted to, because there are so many chases in this movie, you yeah. could you could really yeah you could get a sense of of fully fleshed out characters with with feelings and stakes in this story, and uh, it, it it yeah could have could have worked worked its way up to a seven or an eight maybe even I don't know. So
1: I'm not sure what we're watching next. We'll see. Uh, TJ wants to watch this movie called Something or Other: The Legend of the Overfiend, which is like a hentai movie. But apparently it apparently was like like unbelievably popular in mainstream Japan. So maybe we'll work that out if you want to. I'm not
2: sure. We'll kind of
1: play it by ear, unless you had something that you really wanted to see.
2: I yeah, I didn't come up. I didn't come up with something. So let yeah, we'll see if we can pull that one off. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. good. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else. I didn't get to watch Low Life yet, so I'm sorry Holy about that. Son of a bitch. I know. I know. <laughs> There's no live action corner. Well, I want to.
1: Um, at some point in the next couple days, I'm gonna watch. Uh, sorry to bother you because it's on Hulu now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i
2: didn't mean to see it. So that's on my list too.
1: All right, so let's we'll talk about that next time, hopefully.
2: Cool. Yeah, let's we'll talk about. Okay, sorry to bother you, and uh, and yeah, we'll we'll make a decision about uh, Legend of the Overfiend. See if we can get it. All right, brother. Okay, cool. Hey, this was fun. Yeah, always good to, is. Good to speak to you as always. All right, man. All right. All right, that's the show. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> bye.
0: All night long, I'm morning, All night long, I'm morning All night long, I'm morning All night long, I'm morning All night long, I'm All night long. I'm